It's the one thing in life that God made you to do. And he didn't make you to be self-centered. He didn't make you to be always thinking about your comfort. He didn't make you that way. He made you to serve. And you'll find that that's true down the line. 100 years from now. See, me in heaven here, that was true, Dave. I found, I found out that was true. Because that's true. That's what God did. Now, a lot of us spend our life trying not to do that. And so we spend our life um, anxious, upset, because we're trying not to do what we were made to do. And we weren't made to focus on ourselves. So camp gives you a great opportunity to focus on serving and giving and, and thinking about how you can use your life for somebody else. Um, it's it's an extremely important opportunity for that. And uh, some of you will learn it well, some of you uh, may not. That's really up to you. My series this summer has been what if, what if, what if. I keep asking a question, what if this were true or not? Today, what if the greatest sin is our inability to recognize and submit to authority? This is a hard one to teach because anyone who teaches it usually is somebody in authority. So it looks like they're saying, you better listen to me or, you know, you're in trouble. However, that doesn't negate the fact that it's taught in Scripture. It doesn't negate the fact that God wants us to understand that we are made to live in a society that's orderly. And in an orderly way, there's levels. And God makes it clear that there are levels. You will never be held responsible for the decisions I make in my position here. I will be held responsible for that. You will be held responsible for whether you submit it or not. And you say, well, what if I disagree? You can disagree all you want. Submission doesn't have anything to do with agreement or disagreement. Unless it has to do with something that's in the Bible that's very specific, you have no reason not to submit. And that's really what it's really about in the, in the idea of submission. Not only that, if you actually want to be happy in life, I've said it so many times this summer, you've got to live your life in the context of the way that you were created. And you were created to follow, you were created to submit, you were created in certain ways. And what Satan does is he messes with that. He messes with it. So you will follow, but maybe you'll follow peers, or you'll follow, follow your own emotions, or you'll follow your own whatever you want, fill in the blank, follow. Uh, and submit, you will submit. But you will choose who you submit to. You say, I'm not going to submit to anyone. Yes, you will. And one day you'll stand before God and you will submit to him. You will have no choice. You say, well, when I see God, I'll ask him this. You'll only ask him if he tells you to talk. See, our idea of God is is sometimes limited to the idea we have with people. But you'll only be able to talk to God if he says, talk to me. And obviously, you're not going to lie to him, because that wouldn't work. It may be the first time in life that some people are actually honest. It's really good to practice honesty. In 3 John 1, 4, it says, I have no greater joy than to hear my children are walking in the truth. Now, you look at this and you realize there's a leader talking about what is the greatest joy for the people that are behind him. And and the greatest joy is that they're walking in the truth, that they understand the truth, 
They've read it in the Bible. They understand what it says. And they submit to it. See, that's the submission part. Here's truth. I submit to truth. Not I bend it. I I shape it the way that it makes sense to me. Not, you know. Let me ask you this. Are you supposed to love your enemies? Does the Bible say that? Submit to it. It says it. That's not even hard to understand. Are you supposed to be greedy in life? Then don't be. Again, that's not hard to understand. See what I'm saying about submission? There are things in the Bible that are very clear. You're supposed to, the Bible makes it clear. You are not sexually promiscuous before marriage, and when you're married, you are pure. You stay faithful to one person. The Bible is clear. So what do you do? You submit to it. And you, when you submit, what you find is that what God said is right. It actually works. It does because it's true. So you can't find that out till you submit. But as you submit, you find that out. It's like, whoa, you submit to the wrong person. You submit to the wrong ideas. You'll be very disappointed in life. You'll get to the end of your life and you'll think, I submitted to the wrong stuff. I gave in when I shouldn't have given in. You know, as a dad, I don't think I'd have a greater joy in my life than to know that my kids, my son-in-law, that they walk with God. I don't care what they do. I don't care. They can be carpenters, garbage men, teachers. I don't care their profession. I just want them to walk with God. I want them to listen to God. You know what happens if they listen to God? If they're married, they're going to have good marriages. They're going to care about their spouse. They're going to care about their kids. They're going to serve. That's all I care about. Yeah, but what if they're not wealthy? What if they're not... I don't care. Certain jobs are going to overpay them. Certain jobs are going to underpay them. What does that matter? I want them to love God and listen to Him. See, what I'm thinking is, I just want them to submit. I want them to submit to God. I want them to submit to the authority. Here's one of the things you'll find in the Bible. When you find a principle in the Bible, and anyone that knows the Bible knows that submission is a principle in the Bible that Christians should be known by their submission. What happens is Satan gets on the other side of that one and starts to fight against you on it. He starts to press and use that against you. So you submit to the wrong authorities, and you submit... There's no way that you should be submitting to somebody that's evil, that's somebody that's not right. You go, last week when I talked about false teachers, you don't submit to them. You submit to God, and then you submit to those who God puts in your your life that are watching over you. And you say, well, I'll watch over myself, thank you. You're not capable of that. And you're not capable of that because you're not able to see everything that other people see in your life. And obviously, there are those that care very deeply for you. They're going to see things in your life, and if they care about you, they're going to talk to you about them. They don't care about you. They're not going to talk to you about it. They're just going to watch you suffer and, and watch you destroy yourself. But those who are eager to submit to truth don't mind having discussions about truth and what it is because not every human being knows it. First Peter 5, 1-6 kind of gives us a, an understanding of the whole picture. 
So I exhort the elders, the leaders, those who might put in charge of something, among you as fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ. It's interesting that he mentions the sufferings of Christ there. What does that indicate? The leader of leaders, the king of kings, was submissive. Even if it caused suffering, he was submissive. If we ask you to do something that caused suffering, are you submissive? Do you do it? Are you, are you thankful for the opportunity to do something that makes a difference? I know this uh, winter, some of the students, I believe you were the student who had to go under a cabin and clean out the something that backed up into it. I just smiled when I heard it. It was like, mm. that had to be a bummer. Thankfully, you had COVID, so maybe you didn't smell it. But it, the, 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 well, she had after effects of COVID, although that wouldn't be a bad place to go. If you have COVID, you'd probably kill it. Uh, however, you know, it, there's not a human being in the world that wants to go down into the basement of a building that's full of sewage and clean it up. There's not one. There's not one that says, send me. I, I can't wait for this. But, you know, there are people that say, you know what, because I love people and I love God. And there's a need. I'm going to submit my will to the best for these people. I need to get down there and clean that up. I don't have to like a second of it. I don't have to relish in it. I don't have to love it. I just got to go do it. Sometimes when we're, we're not submitters, we think, you know what, there, there's jobs that are beneath me. There are no jobs beneath anybody. You don't have to be gifted at doing dishes. You don't have to be gifted at digging a ditch. Th these things you just do, you submit to whatever's needed to be done. Because you love. This needs to be done, so I'm doing it. Yeah, it's interesting. The sufferings of Christ are mentioned in a passage talking about submission and leadership. And, as well as particularly the glory that's going to be revealed. One day we're going to see that God is right. And, and all of those who listen to him will be really glad they did. And then the, it, it goes on to say, shepherd the flock of God. Interesting. Guys like me, are the guys in leadership, people in leadership are being told, shepherd, be a shepherd, be a shepherd. Shepherds watch over sheep. That's what they do. That is my job. You will never be responsible for my job. I'm responsible for it to God. You know what you're responsible for? If I come to you and you blow me off, then you're responsible to God. You may say I'm responsible to you. No, you're not. You're responsible to God. If I'm asking you to do something, and, and I'm asking you to do it because it's good for you, it's good for the people we serve, and, and you just say no, then you'll answer to God, according to the scriptures. Now, if I ask you to do something that's not in the Bible, something that's not there, that's another story completely, because God always overrules fame, always. But digging a ditch, not in the Bible. So you don't pull that one. Shepherd the flock. Shepherds, leaders have responsibility. And anyone that's ever in a leadership position, and some of you are, you become counselors, some of you are leaders on your teams out there, whatever it might be, you have a responsibility. Leadership always does. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion. Don't do it because it must be done. 
Here's a really interesting thing. Do it because you get the privilege. Whoa. Sometimes I will tell you the truth. Those people in leadership do not consider it a great privilege. Because of all the problems they encounter on a continual basis. It's a lot easier not to have those problems. It's a lot easier to not make those decisions because of all the ramifications that go with them. But if you're in a leadership position, you you learn that it is something you do because it's a privilege to do. Willingly, it says, but willingly, as God would have you. Not for shameful gain, not because you get something out of it. Now, yes, this first half on submission is talking to the shepherd part. But what you have to understand is the mind frame of a healthy shepherd is that. The mind frame of a healthy shepherd is, I'm doing this for you. You're my sheep. I'm doing this to help you. That's why you want to submit to them. They're not, I'm doing this so that I gain. They're not doing that. They're not doing it because I'm doing this so my life's easier. They're not doing that. They're doing it for you. I honestly believe that if you can serve the campers and the people up here, you can do it with a pure heart, you can do it with joy, you will benefit. For the rest of your life, you're going to benefit. That's what I honestly think. Oh, and by the way, whether you do it well or not, it will not affect me personally. So any effort that I put into it isn't for me. I'm 65 years old. I'm not putting the effort in so that my reputation's okay. I've been here for 54 years. You see, the, the whole idea is I need to understand that those who have been watching over me for the years, if they have not been going against Scripture, if they have followed this line of thinking, if they've done it because it's a privilege, if they're willing to do it, if they haven't done it for shameful gain, and rather eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, not just saying, I'm in charge, so I'm going to give you an order just to see if you do it. That's not a way to lead. You don't throw orders around and just to make people submit so you can feel good about the fact that they submit to you. That, that's not what you do. But being examples, you've got to be an example. You understand that people learn by example. They don't learn just by words. And when the chief shepherd comes, here's the accountability thing. Here's what I know for sure. When the chief shepherd appears, that's when I will know whether I did my job or not and did it right or not. But I will answer to God. I will answer to God for everything that goes on in this place, believe it or not. Because he's entrusted that position to me. You won't answer for what I have to answer for. I have to answer for it. Now, with that kind of responsibility, when I ask you to do something, that's different. Because I'm telling you, I am responsible to God for you being here, for the job that's being done here. You see me, if, if you've watched, if you've been around camping up, you'll see me on my gator roaming. I roam. I'll wave at you guys in the archery pit over there, and I'll, I'm roaming. What am I doing? I'm looking. I'm trying to see if there's something that needs correction. I'm trying to understand what's going on on the grounds. Why? Because I'm going to answer to God for it. You don't have to do that. 
I have to do that. That's what leaders go through. And, and in order for me to make sense, you, for it to make sense to you to submit, you need to understand what the leader's supposed to be doing. Because if the leader is doing that, then it goes on and says, likewise, comma, you who are younger, you who are younger, do what? Be subject to your elders. Be submissive to your elders. That's one of the things that you need to do. Brad comes down and talks to you guys. Life got, yes, great. You know what? The first thing you should do is, man, I may disagree totally with him. But you know what? This is such a great opportunity to learn how to submit. We're going to do it. Fun. Fun. We get to submit. We get to die to ourselves. We get to learn how to do that. The more you learn how to do that, the more it becomes second nature to you. Believe it or not, the more joyful your life is. You say, well, somebody else is controlling it. Yes, God at that point. I'm not saying follow people who are not following God. I'm not telling you to do that. I am not telling you to do something. You know, if, if somebody tells you, you know, we really need to clean the porch. Well, again, you can go through the Bible real quick. Anywhere in the Bible tells me I shouldn't clean the porch or that's evil? No, no okay, I better do that then. And you get a chance to say, you know, I get to die to myself. I get to learn to do that. And that's something you do learn. It's not something that just comes naturally. So every time you get to practice that, that's a good thing, not a bad thing. And maybe by the time you get older, you'll be one who it's instilled in your life. It's not something you even think about anymore because you've understood the joy that comes from serving and giving and not being focused on yourself. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to your elders. Clothe yourself, all of you, with humility toward one another. In other words, when you look at one another, you, you think, oh, you know what? We just ate here. Nobody cleaned the tables. I'll clean them. Not the other attitude like, it's not my job to clean them. These people should clean their own. <laughs> no, humility, with which basically your humility is toward one another. See, that gives you a chance again to work on submission with humility toward one another. God opposes the proud. That's a very simple statement that gives grace to the humble. You want God on the other side? Be proud and arrogant and don't submit to those who God put in your life to help you. You think God's going to bless that life? God opposes the proud. Gives grace to the humble. And then, obviously, another sentence. Humble yourself. <laughs> yeah. Here's the conclusion. Humble yourselves. Dave, humble himself as a leader. I'm going to stand before God. This responsibility is enormous. Humble yourself. Uh, if you're not in my position, humble yourself. Whatever position. If you're out at the stables and somebody's over there, down at the beach, right? Humble yourself. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. So that at the proper time, he may exalt you. And what it does is turn both the younger and the leader's face back to God, saying, think about the time you're going to be talking to God about this, not the time you're going to be talking to that leader. Because he's the one that will either reward you or tell you you've done it right or not. This one's your focus on a, a couple stories. Luke twenty two forty two. Father, if you're willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, my desire 
not my desire, but yours. Let it keep being done. Jesus, before he went to the cross, gives us a perfect example of submission. He knows what he's headed into. He knows people are going to want to kill him. He knows that this is not going to be a pleasant physical experience. He knows rejection is never fun. He knows hanging on a cross is not something that people should do. He sweats drops of blood over this, which is the ultimate expression of stress. But he still does it because he understands and he models to you and to me what submission looks like. This is what submission looks like. Now, he didn't have to let us in on this, by the way. He didn't have to let us in on this prayer. He didn't have to let us in on what this looks like. He didn't have to do that. But Jesus gives us an example of somebody who does everything right, who knows how to live, who understands the context of life, who understands what's really important. This is what he did. He said, really, there'll be times in your life where you go, I don't really want to do this. But God... I must. Yeah, but do you know what this is going to cost me personally? Doesn't matter, submit. Yeah, but you don't understand. There's nobody that's going to pay more of a price than that right there. All the apostles ended up being martyred for their belief. They said, we will submit no matter what it costs us. Oh, and there were the leaders around then that were not godly. I am not saying that you should submit to godlessness. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that you need to submit. And Jesus gives us the great example. The, the others in the Bible are the example. You, you, there are so many that, that you look at that just didn't want to do what they were supposed to do. The mind frame of people like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. They ended up doing what they should. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego give us that clear, you know, there's a king, I'm supposed to submit to him. No, because he's going against God. I submit to God, there's the thinking. As they submitted to God, Nebuchadnezzar eventually submitted to God. Because they submitted to God. Daniel, you're telling me not to pray? No, that, that, don't, that doesn't work. Yeah, but the king made an edict, a stamp. I know what the king said. However, on this particular one, the king's wrong. I know who to submit to here. I'm submitting to God. Yeah, but this is going to cost you. Indeed, it will. Indeed, yes, it will. But again, it's not the cost that bothers them. It's not submitting to God that bothers them. So the question you have to answer is, are are you in the habit of understanding the importance of submission? Do you see your opportunities even this summer as opportunities to learn to submit? I promise you, if you become a great submitter, if you just do that to the right things, if you become a submitter to everything, Satan will use it against you. You got to know the Bible. You got to know what to submit to. But if you become a good submitter to what's right, you become a submitter to the truth. You become a submitter to those that God has placed in front of you. You can go to the Bible. You can see how, how we're told that, you know, um, we submit to our bosses. We, in, in households, children submit to the parents. I mean, you understand that's the part of it. And so you become this great submitter. If I were alive 50 years from now and you saw me and you actually worked on that, 
I promise you, you'd come and say, Dave, that was right. That, that changed everything about my life. People who are submitters, eventually they could go to any job they want and work. When I talk to business people today and they're looking for somebody long-term to career in their businesses, they're really not concerned about their skill set. So you can go develop all the skill set you want. They're really not concerned uh, you know, about anything other than are they people who are submitters? Will they submit to what we're trying to accomplish? And if they're good submitters, I'll hire them in a minute because submitters, you know what I can do? I can teach them. I can come in there and uh, do the little karate kid thing, you know, wax on, wax off kind of thing. And, and they'll do the wax on, wax off. And they'll submit because I told them to. But really down the road, I'm trying to make them successful. It's the one thing that colleges are really having trouble producing is submitters. They can give people a lot of knowledge and ability in many areas, but submission? How do you teach it? I encourage you, you go through the Bible and you see how important this is. And also, I, I appreciate you listening like you do, because someone who teaches that in my position can be very misunderstood in why they're doing it. But it doesn't negate the fact that it's all the way through the Bible. And it should be taught, and you should be submissive people, and I should be a submissive person. That's really the way we're made to be. You run against that, you'll be miserable, I promise. You embrace it. You'll be one of the happiest people, and you'll take a tool right out of Satan's hand. He can never bother you with that again. Otherwise, he'll use that tool against you. If you can figure out how to make you a malcontent, as Ryan was talking about this morning, if you can figure out how to twist it and turn it so that you're always moaning about whoever's telling you what to do, whatever, you're going to be one miserable person the rest of your life. Because in the end, you're not in charge of anything. God is. You'll never be at the point where you can just ignore submission. Never. So you might as well learn to do it well and do it right. Don't submit to the wrong people. Don't submit to the wrong principles. But you will submit. So do it well, do it right, be one that God can use for an example. Father, again, thank you that we can meet this morning. Thank you for your love, your mercy, your grace. I pray that your spirit will speak to our hearts. Let this group be a group that understands the importance of submission in life to you first and foremost. Let them know the truth that can set them free and then submit to those who are helping them understand it. In Jesus' name, amen.